This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Ott along with Matt Humans. It is college football season here on the Sports Better's Paradise. Matt will be with us all college football season along with his three best bets. Good to see that the fast food giant is mixing in a little exercise. Like to see it, Matty. Hey, Jimmy, the secret to staying in shape, if you're going to eat fast food four or five times a day, is to work out once in a while. So I was working out today. You caught me here at the gym. <laughs> good, to, good to have it. Um, hey, one thing that we did uh, kind of gather in all of our um, uh, pre uh, conference previews here on Bet Rivers uh, was the massive roster depletions by some of these mid-majors. And Nevada, Hawaii, and Wyoming – I mean, look, the opening line, you covered all three. The closing line, that was a brutal beat. You know, a minus five turnover uh, margin for New Mexico State. But all were the right side based on that. Those lines are gone now on those three teams as far as those power, you know, those power ratings. Yeah, no question about it. And uh, last week on VSEN, the first three plays I gave out were winners. Uh, They were uh, Northwestern plus 13. UConn plus 27 and Illinois minus 10. The big mistake I made, Jimmy, was adding Hawaii plus nine late in the week. And, uh, man, that was a bad play. And I, I tell you, I noticed in the first half it was going to be a problem because uh, Hawaii, I've never seen a Hawaii defense this undersized on the front line. They were stunningly small. Uh, everybody on the defense seemed to be a terrible tackler. Timmy Chang is a first-time coach. His play calling was uh, puzzling. At best, and uh, the quarterback play was uh, below par, way below par. So that Hawaii team, I know some very sharp odds makers who thought that Vandy Hawaii game should have been a pick of two of the sharpest guys I know. Uh, obviously, we got to do some adjusting on that Hawaii power rating because that team is bad. That's one of the worst Hawaii teams I've seen. Uh, so I think Nevada, in terms of uh, the Wolfpack, they were very fortunate last week uh, to win that game 23-12 in Las Cruces. Uh, they were 5-0. And turnovers against New Mexico State. And that's why you see so many betters uh, anti-Nevada this week for that Texas State-Reno uh, game. Uh, no, no question. And that's the one I lost. I, I did have Northwestern as well. I took your pick on UConn, and I liked Illinois. We talked about a four and 4-5 record in year two for Brett Bielema. It's bad. Uh, not bad. Uh, in that rebuilding job and a tough spot to win. And they're just going to get better and better. He was closer to breaking through than a lot of people may give him credit for in Fayetteville uh, at Arkansas. I don't think they ever recovered from losing that three-touchdown lead in the bowl game against Virginia Tech. Let's look at the marquee game this week, Matt. It's one that you like, and that is Ohio State opened up 13-and-a-half. 
Well, no, uh, no, uh, no respect for the Irish here. It's been bet all the way up to 17. 17 and a half in a lot of spots, and that's what I took last night was 17 and a hook on the Irish. I did not plan to bet this game this week, Jimmy. I thought it was going to be off it, and uh, this number, you know, was hovering around 14 for a long time. Irish had a couple of injuries in camp, and uh, obviously a lot of steam here on the uh, Big Ten favorite. The more I look at this game, I think the Irish can hang in there, though. And that really has nothing to do with what Marcus Freeman said yesterday, the um, new Notre Dame coach, who's 0-1, by the way. He blew a uh, three-score lead in the ball game. And he's a former Ohio State player, but he, he was told that the line was 17 and a half, and he said, wow, okay, I'm going to tell the guys we're going to use that as motivation. That, that really doesn't matter to me that much. I'm looking at the, uh, the matchups on the offensive and defensive line. Notre Dame. I'm not going to say has a top five offensive line in college football, but maybe one of the 10 or 15 best. It's a borderline elite offensive line. Uh, the de- defensive line, I think, is going to be the strength of this team. The Irish are really strong uh, in the front floor, and really they have a lot of experience on the defensive side of the football. So I don't think Ohio State is going to shred uh, the Irish for a bunch of scores, and this is going to look like an Ohio State-Akron game. Uh, that's not going to be the case. A lot of times when you see games get out of control, it's because the team gets overpowered on the offensive or defensive line. And Notre Dame, I think, is going to be stronger on both lines than Ohio State. That's going to be a big key for the Irish ability to stay in this game. Tyler Buckner's got a, not a great quarterback. He's somewhat inexperienced here, but I don't think he's going to be intimidated. He's good enough to uh, go in there and make some plays. And Chris Tyree is a highly talented running back. Notre Dame's still got a lot of talent. Uh, that's one thing. I think people are getting a little bit carried away with disrespecting the Irish here. Maybe I'm wrong, and Ohio State's going to run away and win this by four touchdowns. But it looks to me like uh, the Buckeyes uh, are not going, going to blow out the Irish and make this a laugh. Or if you remember, Jimmy, I know you remember last year, I was on Oregon as a 14 and a half point dog at Ohio State, and the steam was all over the Buckeyes. Man, the, the betting public could not get enough of Ohio State in that game. But what happened? The Ducks went in there in Columbus, and they won in the horseshoe as a 14-and-a-half-point dog. So I'm going to give the Irish a fighting chance here. Give me the 17-and-a-half. Uh, yes, I do, and that was without Kayvon Thibodeau yeah. uh, when he was announced uh, out uh, right before the game as well. Uh, you've covered the Mountain West for a while uh, yourself. Uh, me, you, and Bruce Marshall all did uh, the Mountain West Conference uh, preview and we looked at Boise State, Boise State's co-favorites uh, in the Mountain West, along with Fresno State. We all like Air Force and that win total over. I bet that over eight and a half, pretty good. Um, you know, the it was a down year uh, for Boise State. Their worst record since 1998. Uh, did they miss Brian Harson? Not sure. But seven and five last year is way below their standards. They do have a lot coming back this year, though, including senior quarterback Hank Bachmeyer. Oregon State, Jonathan Smith. Can't argue with his success. Extreme approach. First recruiting class, he redshirted the entire team, and they've gotten better and better and better. Got to a bowl game last year. This one's in Corvallis, Oregon State's three. And I like this Oregon State team quite a bit, actually. I like the Beavers' defense with nine starters back. I think it's going to be legit. Uh, but, you know, the, Boise, the truth is the Boise program is in decline before Brian Harson left, and that's part of the reason I thought that Harson hire at Alabama, excuse me, at Auburn was – uh, so head scratching. It didn't make sense. If uh, you were on the West Coast and you were paying close attention to Boise State, he did not seem to be a coach on the rise. But anyway, Boise's got 17 starters back. 
Uh, nine on defense, and I, I rate this as the best defensive line in the Mountain West. As you know, I like Fresno State and Air Force a little bit, and a little bit more in the conference. I do Boise, but the Broncos are going to be right there in the hunt in the top three, and uh, that defensive line is going to be a big reason why. Uh, this Boise team improved a lot late last season. Uh, one game that really sticks in my mind. Uh, the Broncos went to Fresno as five-point dogs late in the year and blew out Fresno State 40-14. to I thought they started to play a lot better under Andy Avalos late in the season. He was a first-year coach. Hank Bachmeyer's back at quarterback. Uh, Oregon State's going to miss its best of, best offensive player, B.J. Baylor, rushed for 1,337 yards last year. Uh, he's gone. Uh, Chance Nolan is a good but not great quarterback in 19-10 TD to interception ratio last year. Uh, so I think it's going to be somewhat pedestrian Oregon State offense. This team's going to rely on its defense. When you take traditionally bad teams and put them in a favorites role, it's always a little bit tricky. I went back here to look at some Oregon State records. Uh, the Beavers were underdogs against every FBS opponent in 2019. In 2020 and 21, they were favored five times in Pac-10, excuse me, Pac-12 play between one and a half and four points. So five times they were favored between one and a half and four. They went one and four straight up with one win by three points. I think this is going to be another down-to-the-wire type of game. I wouldn't be surprised if Boise wins it, uh, the better offensive team here. Uh, so give me Boise State plus three. This number opened four and a half, so a little bit slow. Uh, to get here on the Broncos side, but I do like the underdog a little bit uh, Saturday night. All right, uh, standalone game on a Sunday night as uh, you know, uh, Florida State is playing in this game again for the second straight year. They lost a close win in overtime against Notre Dame on Labor Day night. This time on Sunday night at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, just an hour away from LSU's campus. The reported uh, 30,000 seats or 30,000 tickets, uh, the full allotment sold by Florida State, well, that comes with the word that they brokered with a broker. So expect far less than 30000 to make that trip from Tallahassee to New Orleans because they knew they couldn't sell uh, that many, so they caught, uh, cut a deal. LSU first-year coach Brian Kelly. This one opened up six and a half from some offshore books uh, months ago and was immediately bet down to two and a half. We're looking at three, three and a half against Florida State. And Mike Norvell with Coach Prime breathing down his neck. Yeah, I'll tell you what, a couple of books in Vegas that opened this number, opened it at two and a half. And uh, I laid two and a half with the Tigers. Um, I like Brian Kelly a lot. I know there are plenty of people who don't. You, you can't let uh, your personal feelings for a coach or a player get in the way of how you're going to bet a game sometimes. Uh, and Brian Kelly is a hell of a coach. He's a really good quarterback coach. What I like about him here, he's got two quarterbacks he can win with. Jaden Daniels, transfer from Arizona State, and Garrett Nussmeyer. And I think Daniels is going to be the guy who starts. Jimmy, is that the way you understand Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, and Daniels actually was sensational his uh, first year with the Sun Devils. He was a dynamic playmaker. He regressed each year, and I, I think that's more of an indictment of the Arizona State coaching staff. Maybe Daniels was a little too cool for school, too, and has an attitude. Brian, Brian Kelly's going to adjust that. He's going to turn him into a better player. So I think you're going to see the best of Jaden Daniels. And then when Nussmeyer plays, too, uh, you know he, he can get some things done. Actually, Brian Kelly's been really positive about the way he's played in camp. 
Uh, you've got three former top ten running back recruits in the LSU backfield. Keyshawn Boutte, we watched him uh, last year. He's, a, in my mind, he's an elite, like top five receiver in college football. I think he should be a first round draft pick. I remember how uh, outstanding he was for LSU in that game against UCLA at the Rose Bowl uh, last year. I like him a lot. I think LSU, correct me if I'm wrong, I think LSU's won nine straight games in the Superdome. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, they've won a lot. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I watched Florida State last week against Duquesne. Watched most of it. I can't say I watched it all, but it was 47 to 7. It was not that impressive. The Florida State defense did not force a turnover against a, a really weak Duquesne offense. Uh, so I think one edge that Florida State may have here is that it has played a game and LSU does not. But you can also make the counter argument that. Florida State has no tape on Brian Kelly and LSU right now, so they're kind of in the dark. Wes Reynolds, our buddy, did a little research on this because uh, Indiana is playing Illinois this week, and that's a situation where Illinois has a game in hand and Indiana is playing its opener. Uh, Wes went back uh, since 2005 in power conferences. The team that's playing its opener versus the team that has played a game the team playing its season opener is actually 50 and 29 against the spread. So a big advantage for the team that's playing its season opener, which is a little bit surprising to me. But I go back to what I've talked with you about a few times. Brian Kelly in his last uh, four years in Notre Dame, three plus years, whatever, was uh, 40 and 1 as a betting favorite, uh, straight up. When his team was favored, he won 40 out of 41 times. Brian Kelly does not lose games he's supposed to win. And uh, he's always been one of my favorite coaches to bet on. I think a lot of factors here converge to make LSU a pretty good bet. Like I said, I laid two and a half in this game. I'd still recommend it at three. Anytime you're getting up in that three and a half range, I would say just play the money line or look to look to live bet the game. Don't, don't lay three and a half. Okay, because that's what it is right now uh, at Bet Rivers. And over the course of this week, it's going from three until three and a half. You could, it was at two and a half for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, and so, but uh, lately, uh, LSU getting a, a little steam there. Some opinions, Matt, um, on uh, Nevada and Texas State. Here, here we go. Uh, even though Nevada, the closing line, they won and covered. But man, do the math. They got out gain. They got out first down. They got out yards per play. Uh, they won the five five nothing uh, turnover battle. The fifth turnover was down in the red zone, an interception in the last minute of the game. They opened up nine and a half. It's at Pickham. Right now, Nevada and Texas State. Yeah, it opened five and a half, like you said, and it's a pick and that makes it a difficult play. That's why I don't want to talk it up too much at this point. If, if you're going to bet, bet these games, you don't want to be five points behind the line move. And I knew that Texas State was going to draw action. As soon as you watched that Nevada and New Mexico State game, 5 0 and turnovers in favor of the Wolfpack, I knew that there was going to be plenty of sharp betters. This thing opened above three. The Texas State was going to draw all the money, and that's been the case so far. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of betters looking to fade Nevada and uh, pretty much every week going forward. Not that the Bobcats are anything great. They were 4-8 and eight last season. Uh, they don't look uh, too dynamic to me. So, Jimmy, I think about that. I did not get the three and a half, and uh, I don't want to recommend this play at a plus one or pick them. But I think uh, – I think Texas State is probably the right side. Nevada is a little bit phony based on what we saw last week. So if I had to take a side here, I would still take Texas State. But 
I just don't like to recommend plays when you're that far behind the line. All right, uh, and listen, it's not about New Mexico State being improved. Nevada is just that bad. That was a rough game to watch uh, late Saturday night uh, in Week Zero. And finally, um, here we go, one of the big ones on Thursday night, uh, Matt, and that is Purdue and Penn State. Penn State, the Nittany Lions making a trip to West Lafayette to take on Purdue. Purdue had a good uh, a good season last year, won a bowl game, as controversial as it was, but a 9-14, 15 starters back, but – uh, Adrian O'Connell, Arden O'Connell is back for his uh, sixth season. Is there expectations brewing uh, in West Lafayette, your alma mater, and uh, Penn State? James Franklin could have earned some of that contract also. We're looking at three and three and a half on Thursday night. Yeah, Purdue had a great season. I mean, you can call that Tennessee uh, bowl game controversial if you want, but the bottom line is Purdue won that game without George Karloftis and David Bell, which the best two players who sat out uh, in the NFL draft. And they played the game, obviously, in Nashville. That's in Tennessee's backyard. So had a lot of things stacked against Purdue in that game. And the win, I still think, is pretty impressive. And it speaks to what Jeff Brom's done at that program. He's recruited well. He's a great play caller. Runs really good offense. Purdue's improved dramatically on the defensive side of the football. The problem in this Penn State game is two of Purdue's best defensive players have been bothered by hamstring injuries here late in camp. And uh, this is not a defense with a ton of, a lot of depth and a lot of uh, big-time playmakers. So, that's a little bit of a concern. Also, on the offensive side, Jimmy, I always say getting married is a push back And uh, Blue quarterback Aiden O'Connell just got married last month. So uh, <laughs> that might be an intangible the worst case for in that game. Uh, watch him go out and throw four picks in this game. Uh, uh, it- O'Connell is a very accurate passer. That's why he won the job last year over Jack Plummer, who, uh, after the loss of Notre Dame, was benched. O'Connell took over and led Purdue to that eight-win regular season. Purdue's won eight games in regular season once in the last 12 years. That shows you how rare it is. But uh, this it looks to be like it's going to be a high-scoring offense once again. Uh, Jeff Brom's done a great job there. Uh, the issue here is I wonder if with the injuries on defense, if uh, Purdue's going to be up to the task for the upset here. Sean Clifford I think Rates is the number two quarterback in the Big Ten. Penn State was on a hell of a roll last season before Clifford went down with an injury in that game at Iowa. Nittany Lions, I think, led that game by 10 points. Ended up losing it after Clifford got injured. Then they lost the next week at home to Illinois. uh, 20-18 and nine overtimes, 24-point favorite. Things went downhill for James Franklin at that point. With Clifford back... I look at Penn State here. I rate Penn State like four, four and a half points better. Uh, not, not a big advantage. Not a big enough advantage for me to bet. I did lay three with Penn State because, like you said, these numbers have been up, up all summer. There were chances to grab LSU minus two and a half, Penn State minus three. I wouldn't lay three and a half with Penn State, but I did lay three at one point a few weeks ago. And I think uh, that's probably the right side. I still think Purdue's going to have a pretty good season, but it's going to be a seven and five type of year. Actually, the winner of this game, I think, is probably going to launch itself to a really good season. And uh, that's why I'm looking forward to it uh, Thursday night. And uh, I, I really think Penn State, when you look at last year's seven and six record, was a much better team than that reflects. And uh, mostly because of the Sean Clifford injury, which uh, kind of wrecked the season. Uh, it was it was worse than that, Matt, because I had Iowa in that game, and I was very fortunate. Uh, they were down seventeen nothing before Iowa came back twenty three to twenty, and 
Uh, yeah, they were they were cruising uh, in that game. Clifford will be back for his fourth season uh, as a starter for uh, James Franklin's crew. And I like Penn State uh, in this one as well. And I just don't know if Purdue's a, a, a program that could absorb the losses of a guy like Bell, who's very active in Cleve- with Cleveland's uh, preseason. And even more so, Karloftis with Kansas City is going to have a major role uh, for the Chiefs uh, in his rookie season. So uh, th- those are some big losses. And, you know, programs that don't have mild expectations when they're raised, uh, this, I think this is one of your lines of handicapping as well. They fall short in a lot like Penn State right. uh, minus the points uh, in this one as well. So uh, match picks again. Uh, Penn State softening up on Texas State after that line has moved uh, oh, oh, in some places over a touchdown all the way down to pick. LSU at minus three. If you guys go three and a half, uh, suggest the money line. Boise State plus three against Oregon State. And then Notre Dame plus 17 and a half. You, I'm sorry, 17, 17 and a half uh, against, uh, against uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Remember, the Buckeyes were in a game down at half last year to Minnesota on that Thursday night game as well. All right, for Matt Humans, I'm Jimmy Ott. This is Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel.